Are you or someone you know preparing for a standardized test? You know, those ones with those acronyms, ACT, SAT, GRE, GMAT, LSAT, MCAT. Magoosh online test prep provides everything you need to get a great score with plans starting at just $79. You get study schedules, practice questions, video lessons, and support from expert tutors. You visit magoosh.com, you enter promo code BEAUTIFUL, you get a 20% off discount. It's that simple. That's magoosh.com, M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com. Promo code is BEAUTIFUL. I've seen people online in the Facebook group posting that they've used this and that it's, it works to great effect. Check it out, magoosh.com. Promo code is BEAUTIFUL. Hello to all my cheesecake bakers. It's BEAUTIFUL Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one, I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hello everybody, welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. My name's Chris Gethard, I'm the host of the show, very lucky to say that. Uh, I get to talk to people from all over the world, all walks of life. I get to bring those people to you. We all get to learn about other people's lives. Some of them are fascinating. Some of them, some of them are boring. They're all real. I'm lucky to be at the helm of this ship. Thank you for listening once again. want to remind everybody, February, three-week residency at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. We're doing three live tapings. It's going to be awesome. Get your tickets at chrisgeth.com. I hear the New Yorkers are already starting to get these tickets. Come in from out of town. Take a train. Take a trip. Everybody loves the Northeast in the middle of February, right? Let's go for it. That last one, the third taping. All of them are going to be fun. The third one happens the uh, week our 100th episode comes out, so that's going to be super fun. Hope to see a bunch of you guys there. Now, last week's episode, I would say one of the one of my favorites, definitely up there, one of my favorites. This was, of course, if you're uh, if you're if you if you're interested, you haven't heard it yet. Conversation with the Bushman, a young German girl called in. She was in Australia picking cherries, and then put who she described as a Bushman on the phone, and he told us about life in the bush. And he was a philosopher. He was a very philosophical guy, but also a strange bird, and. Uh, it was fun. A lot of people in the Facebook group liked it. A lot of people were like, whoa. I mean, a lot of people echoed what I was walked away feeling like. This This is what this podcast is for, so that you can get totally specific, unique people from all corners of the world to tell us about their lives. That was cool. I will say, saw a couple comments from people that said, hey, it's so sad that you're so scared people are going to get hurt doing this. People said, it's very common that European students take a gap year and travel the world, and you thought it was so dangerous. Even other Americans saying to me, you guys in the Northeast, you're always so nervous about everything. This sounds like a fun adventure. Well, I'm going to reveal something to you. Not even Jared knows this. Got a message from the German girl. A few hours before this episode was released, there was nothing I could do. Uh, I, I, I read this message and realized the, the episode had already been signed, sealed, delivered. German girl reached out to me. So I know it's her for real because the episode wasn't out. She didn't know it was coming out this week. Young, young, my young German friend, it was good to hear from you again, happened to say a number of things. Apologized for breaking the anonymity, but did say, and I think this is important to share, I wouldn't have called in if I had known what I know now. I don't know if you even plan on airing the episode. I feel like I need to let you know that I started noticing weird mood swings with the Bushmen 
I'm pretty sure he has some mental health problems that he tries to run away from. I also had to learn what he went to jail for, and some of the times were apparently for getting into pretty violent fights. So, basically, you were right about being in a strange and potentially dangerous situation all along. I've known him for two months, but only in the past week I started noticing weird things about him and hearing all these crazy things that I wouldn't have suspected at all. Also, to hear stories from his friends that include sexual harassment towards his mate's girlfriend, it was pretty shocking. Anyway, no, if you feel comfortable featuring the episode with him, it makes him seem like a funny, all right dude. Um, I just had to let you know about these things before 100,000 people listen to him without knowing what's actually going on. By the way, he decided to leave today. He packed the stuff. He's gone now. All in all, the whole situation is really sad. And then uh, the, 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 the German caller said, feel free to deal with this information whatever way you choose. So not only was I right that it was dangerous to everybody slamming me, but I, I did also feel like in good faith we released that. Um, probably would have added this caveat uh, before that episode, but I felt like it was necessary to say that we did get in touch and maybe that guy was not as charming as we all thought in the moment. Wanted that on record in the history of the podcast. Thank you for getting back in touch and thanks for calling in the first place to uh, our German student friend. And uh, that's that. This week's call, fun one. Even though it's not always about fun topics, I really clicked with the caller on a personal level. She's from Jersey. Anybody who listens to this show knows I got the Jersey bias. You're from Jersey. I'm going to show some comfort and familiarity with you out of the gate. Um, some things to let you know. There's talk of some abusive relationships in here, some talk of stalking, some of it light, and then it also gets a little serious at times. Um, but still, I will say a remarkably fun call, um, despite the fact that there's some dark stuff that's that's dealt with. We'll say this. Young caller, excited to be talking, talks a lot, can already read the comments in the Facebook group, Beautiful Anonymous, the Facebook I can already read so many people going, she talks too fast and she says like too much. Already see, I'm going to go ahead and say this, save it. Let's save the millennial slams. We got to start believing in the millennials. We're always telling the millennials they're entitled and we roll our eyes at them. No, they're going to change the world. Somebody's got to because things are really getting scary. So I believe in, in the youth, even if they do as she does sometimes say the words like upwards of two to four times per sentence. Um, So I'll just put that out there. I think that's all this intro is long enough. In closing, I think I'll just say don't stalk. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? How are you? Oh my God, am I actually on the show? Yeah. Wow, this is like something I've dreamt about for at least the past year. How are you? How am I? Uh, you know what? Pretty good. Just took a week off of work, went visited my parents, and I just wrote and slept the whole time. And I uh, feel good. How about you? That's How are you awesome. doing? I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, first day back to work after a long break. Um, just chilling, like in total. So I said, I'm actually on the phone with you after like always trying to get through my phone basically just crashing. Oh wait, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on, because you at some point it sounds like you threw your phone underwater. Is there any way to fix this? I get that a lot. So uh, let me try to plug in headphones and see if that makes it better. Well wait, because whatever you just did fixed it. So what'd you do? You knew you were doing something. I just you did something crazy with the phone. I kind of just moved. (laughs) <laughs> I, I've heard that it goes in and out, so maybe we can just try our best. Okay. Jared's going to uh, be furious if that happens again. He's already filled with a white-hot rage. I can see it in the booth. I'm sorry, Jared. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I just got your vinyl in the mail the other day. Uh, I'm super stoked on that. That's awesome. Thanks for checking it out. Yeah, I haven't actually spun it yet because I never use my record player. But uh, I have to say that me and my roommate both were like super stoked on the map on the inside. And then um, we were like, oh, what's this? And we took out the poster about you, like how to start with the Smiths. And we both thought it was the funniest thing we've ever seen. That's awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you explained in detail the packaging that people get for a double album. I was going to ask, reasonable like, price. should I not give this away? No, you should. Maybe maybe everybody will say, you know what? I've been on the fence about buying that thing. Let me go ahead and get it because it sounds like a good piece of uh, p- good good artistic commemoration of that show that the guy did a while back. So you're, you're increasing my sales, and I thank you for it. You know what? I used to work in marketing, so you know what? It's my job. <laughs> yeah, nailing it. Nailing it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So what's up? What are we talking about, me and you? Um, I don't know. I told Jared asked me, and I kind of froze because I've got a lot of interesting experiences, especially over the last, like, two or three years. Um, so the one that I said that just came to mind is that uh, I was in a six-year um, mentally and emotionally abusive relationship, and then when that ended, I ended up dating the kid I used to stalk around my college campus. And we're totally head over heels in love and are planning to get married. No so it's a very interesting thing, <laughs> the way that um, life works out. No way. Okay. So first of all, I'm very sorry you were in an abusive relationship. That's horrible. I'm, I'm sorry. But- it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but... Um, I don't know. It's definitely something I try to be very open and honest about because I have had four people now in the last year tell me that, like, because I've been so open and honest about the way I talk about my experiences, uh, they've broken up with also a toxic or abusive people in their life, or whether it's a friend or a boyfriend. But they've come to me to thank me, and that makes me feel really good that I could help some people. That's awesome. That's a great feeling. That's great. Now, I do, yeah. I do have to follow up and ask. And I'm sure we'll t- yeah, un- unpack a lot of this. What do you mean you're dating someone you sucked? So you were a successful stalker. You're telling me you were stalking worked. The ill-advised <laughs> practice of stalking yeah, worked. I, I mean, I, I definitely do not. <laughs> I don't encourage this behavior to anyone. But yes, I'm dating a kid. I stalked um, when I was in this abusive relationship. Um uh, to the point where, like, one time I was hanging out with my abusive ex-boyfriend, and I'm pretty sure he walked by, and I was like, that kid's really cute. I follow him around campus when I'm bored. <laughs> and my ex-boyfriend at the time was like, oh, he's ugly. And I was like, well, forget you. <laughs> wait. That's just one example. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You actually stalked him. You actually followed him around? Occasionally, yes. <laughs> were, you, were you like checking his mail and stuff? Were you stealing his mail? Well, no, I, I was definitely not checking his mail. Stealing his um, towel out of the locker room we, in the gym when he throws it in the thing, you run up, you get the towel, no, you run away. He was, a, he was a commuter, and I lived on campus, so I only He's saw him very, very rarely. Um, so I didn't really see him all that much, um, and our school was not big it wasn't Rutgers big because I'm also from New Jersey it wasn't big but it wasn't small and um, I saw him on the first day I had transferred into this school and ever since then I was like that kid is special even um, when being in a relationship that was very toxic and very damaging 
But, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, I don't condone this behavior. It doesn't always work out this way, but for me, it did. What's the most stalky thing you ever did to this guy? Oh, God. Okay. Where do I even begin with that one? <laughs> so there's a few that I can't... I can't Wait, hold on. Hold on one second. Um, hold on one second. I think you just wandered into a gigantic tin can. If you could emerge from the gigantic tin can, that would be good for sound. Am I out of the there tin can? There you go. Can? Better. Yes. Good, good, good. All right. Okay. I just have to hold my phone really straight, it seems. Maybe there's something off, um, <laughs> but you know, whatever. But right. the most stockiest thing I did. Okay. Well, when I was, I transferred in as a sophomore and he was a freshman and I had been single when I transferred into the school. Because uh, me and my abusive ex-boyfriend had been dating for three years. Uh, he cheated on cheated on me a bunch and then broke up with me, but then kind of, like, suckered me back into the relationship by kind of, like, playing it off as, like, oh, like, you know, it was a mistake. Take me back. I'm going to I'll never do that again. When he just wanted someone to give him more attention while he continued to do those things. Um, but whatever. So when I did go to the school at first, I was single for the first month I was there. Um so I was on the prowl. I'm not, not going to lie. I was looking around and I saw him on the first day of school and I was like, that kid is gorgeous. That kid seems really cool. I don't know how I'm going to approach him. I haven't been single since I was like 15 years old. Let's do this. And I talked to him once or twice. To this day, I don't remember this, but he says he remembers me coming up to him and asking him to vote for my friend for like some student government position and he said that like he's like oh i thought you were so cool and i wanted to talk to you more but i didn't know how but i don't remember that he says that it happened and like three other people say that it happened i don't remember um but so ever since then so i went back to my dorm like the first week i was at school i like pulled out my laptop and I think one person I knew knew his name, so I started just, like, Googling his name and all of, like, the freshman groups, <laughs> just kind of searching for him until I found him and saw that he ran, like, his own photography, like, kind of, like, business on the side. So I Googled that. I found his photography blog, and from there I found his personal blog, <laughs> and I remembered his handle across, like, the board, and I would periodically check in on it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's we're getting we're somewhere between college flirtation and stalking. Yeah, you're not kidding. You tracked. Oh, yeah. And it gets it gets it gets um, like, you know, not worse, but definitely not not better. So um, I get back together with the abusive ex-boyfriend and it's a mess. He treats me terribly and tells me I'm not allowed to talk about my feelings and I'm not allowed to have feelings. and that I'm a bad girlfriend and that I'm crazy and does this to basically, you know, keep me with him as abusive people do. And, you know, whenever I felt really down and being like, well, you know, like maybe the grass greener on the other side, I would like look in to see what this kid was doing. Um, but I knew he had a girlfriend that he had been dating for a few years. So I was like, oh, oh you whatever. Did. I can think he's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, OK, hold on. Once I, Pause. Did you know her name? Yes, I did know her name. And I even stalked her on social media for a brief time period. You did. So you you tracked down info on not just him, but his girl. Oh, you followed I, the other people in his life. Yeah. Well, I didn't like follow her closely. Like I wouldn't periodically check up on her, but I like at least like maybe every six months would be like, oh yeah, what was his handle again? I'm going to go look at his Twitter, see what's up. Uh-huh. 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 And I had never said a word to him. And then um, one night, it was like two years later, I hadn't seen him around campus. I figured like he either like dropped out or transferred schools and like, I was just like, whatever. And um, me and my friend 
went to go see this band that we really like um, in Webster Hall in New York. And uh, it's one of the smaller shows, like in the, the lower room. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. remember what they call it. It's like the one underground. Um, and we're just standing there, you know, talking, having a good time. Uh, and he put this kid that I used to stalk pushes past me, like puts his hand on me, pushes past me and walks forward. And I literally like grabbed my friend and I was like, it's him, it's that kid. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that kid I talk about all the time, it's him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. And then the next day, um, a girl messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, uh, I'm sleeping with your boyfriend. I know a lot of girls also who's been sleeping with your boyfriend. Uh, he lies to you about everything, and maybe you two should have a talk. And I was like, is it a sign that I saw that kid last night for the first time in forever, and now I'm finding out that like my boyfriend at the time is still really shitty to me? And I guess it was. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't take a hint. <laughs> um, so yeah. So within the next like few months, me and my, at the time boyfriend tried to like work through our problems and stuff and like mostly his problems that he made me feel were my problems. Um, you know, and he, you know, started getting really into drugs and just never making time for me and lying to me about everything and like ga- gaslighting me about how I'm like obsessive and crazy and how I was ruining his life. And if I could just stop caring about the things he did, then he would be happier and thus I would be happier. And, you know, the crazy stuff that you should never let anyone talk, <laughs> tell you about yourself because it's manipulative and very just not good <laughs> in general. Um, but then it was like spring semester came around. I walked into my uh, my fiction writing class, which was I was very excited for it. I was excited to write some fiction and like learn about some more writing. So I was an English um, and communications double major. And I was finally getting into taking some like cool free electives. And I walk in and I go to sit down and I see the kid that I've been stalking sitting right there with an empty seat like next to him. And I like light bulb went off in my head. I was like, don't sit next to him because you're going to fall in love with this guy. (laughs) Did you sit next to him? I was like, I don't care. Like it's going to happen. (laughs) Did you sit next to him? I I didn't. I sat like two rows over and diagonally so I could be able to stare at him from behind all day. (laughs) Like while we were in class for like an hour and a half. (laughs) You get together, you get together how or does the stalking intensify at this point or does it become oh, less no, it, it gets even it gets more serious so at the time i worked at a like our school newspaper on campus and we had an office and i worked with one of the girls who was in that class with that kid and i remember we would walk out of class together so the first day i was like i have to drop the class and she's like why and i was like i'm in a really tough spot with my relationship right now and if i see that kid twice a week it's going to fall apart. (laughs) I was like, and she's like, what? I was like, I've been like low key stalking him forever. And that girl was like, Oh, you guys make a cute couple. Like, why don't you just break up with your boyfriend and go for it? And I was like, I I can't do that. We've been dating for like six years. And and no one at the time knew how bad my relationship was. So the issue didn't press on further, but I would go to work at like after that class every day, like every like, other day our class was or whatever and like if you ask around that office you find one of those people today and be like what did you talk about oh can you believe up my name the name jared 
She got Thank going. You. She what got did going. she talk about the most? Uh-huh. The most when she came to work on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's like, oh, that kid in her class. Because like I just like I needed to fixate on something that wasn't like my relationship at the time and like everything bad in my life. So I was like, um, obsessing just, over like, this you know, beautiful I would just boy. Kind of, this beautiful freshman commuter. Uh, yes. This beautiful freshman commuter. Yes. Well, at the time, I'm he was just a freshman. I was speak... a senior. Hold and on. He was a junior at this point. Oh, so this went on for years. This semi stalking, light stalking, we should say. Yeah, this... light stalking. Can I just say light stalking? Because I'm going to start jumping in more. I got things to say. Please do. I would love for you too. <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to speak on behalf of many people who lived on campus and say. Uh, falling in love with commuter, commuters, right, right, commuters. What was the deal with the commuters? Yeah, um, and then like I found out that he was from Staten Island, and then I was like, oh, well, that's never gonna work out. Uh huh. Uh huh. People don't understand because from someone from North. Do you say it? I was As just about you know, to say. Being from Northern New Jersey, weird thing with Staten Island. You don't mess with people from Staten Island. Well, there's a thing there, isn't there? Where there's a lot of stereotypes about North Jersey, and there's a lot of stereotypes about Staten Island. And I think we like to say, "Oh, those aren't true. They're really talking about <laughs> Staten Islanders." And then the Staten Island people are like, "That, yes, that's, exactly that's not how true. It that, is. They're thinking of Jersey people when they make fun of us." So it's kind of like we're all trying to punch. It's like we're it's the two war. lowest it's rungs on the ladder trying to kick each other off the ladder entirely. <laughs> Jersey and Staten Island, We've weird relationship. We've got full-on arguments talking about, like, our, um, like, just, like, what he grew up with and what I grew up with and, like, talking about, like, stereotypes and, like, we get all out. But his family just moved to New Jersey, so, like, now he's kind of ingrained in it. And I'm, like, and, like, he loves Taylor Ham now and, like, oh, yeah. is, like, not as stuck up and realizes that Staten Island is not a place that he ever wants to be again. Oh, Staten so. Island's pretty great. So I'm going to take an educated guess here. Uh, how do you like dating an Italian guy? <laughs> well, I come from a pretty Italian family. If you knew, like, my full name, you would be like, are you from Italy? But, like, I totally am not. And it's weird because growing up, I hated the Italian side of my family. And, like, I hated the fact that they were, like, too loud and in your face about everything. And, like, like I was just like, oh, I can't wait to, like, if I grow up and, like, I don't know, like, I will marry, like, or, like, get involved with the most opposite, like, heritage. Because I never want to be around these people. And then I end up with a full-blooded Italian guy from Staten Island. That was right. You moved from Staten <laughs> with, Island like, to you know, North like, Jersey. You're, you're probably Italian. You're probably Italian. Yeah. And, like... And he's not typical Staten Island. He's not like Jersey Shore. Like he's really cool and he listens to good music and his friends are cool. And like um, he plays like guitar and drums and like no, he's a writer awesome. and like all this stuff. I'm and, making but, like, fun, but Staten Island is like, great. Some of my best friends are from Staten Island. My friend Sean Gorman. okay. Sean Gorman, one of the funniest <laughs> people I ever met, Staten Islander. Okay, so you're in this class. You're going to work. You're obsessively talking about this kid. All the time. I have a code name for him in my what? group chat with my best friends at what? the time. What's the code name? I need to know the code name. Well, I can't. It had his name in it, so I can't tell okay. you. Okay. How weird. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how weird was the code name? Oh, it wasn't that weird. How it weird was, was it like for you to have the code name? Oh, definitely weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1 to 10, how weird was but, it um, for you to have the code name? Like... I'm going to say like a five or six. <laughs> yeah, I mean six. It's a six. 
<laughs> like I, the first time that like I left class and started actually just following him and his friend at like a far distance around campus just to like I had nothing else to do and like I like caught myself being like what am I doing that was the weirdest <laughs> time I felt like what am I doing now how what how often would you follow him around like it only happened a handful of times and his like now that I've been dating him for a while and like I we hang out with his friends his one friend that was in the class with him who would always catch me staring like in their general direction like if I like we I mentioned it once I was like oh yeah I used to follow you guys after class he's like oh yeah I know I saw you he was like I just didn't <laughs> want to say anything because it was totally weird <laughs> what's the longest length of time you followed him around for uh, probably only like 10 minutes oh okay <laughs> I thought we were going to stay like an hour or two. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, no, no, no. But, um, now wait, one hold, of the on, other hold on, hold on, because I have a follow-up question. Ask me. Be honest this time. How? What's the longest length of oh, time God. you followed him around for? No, really only like 10 minutes, because I had a super packed schedule, because oh, okay. I took seven classes and interned and worked on campus. So, so like, I didn't have really time. <laughs> so, let's be clear. This was not if because you came time, to your senses. It was It was logistics. <laughs> I got like a moment of clarity. It was because I just didn't have the time. Yeah. If you had the time, you would have really arranged things around to this. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So walk me through. So, okay, um, we're 20 minutes in. Let's start wrapping it up. Does the stalking get more intense or do you eventually woo him? Does the stalking get more intense? That's what I call a cliffhanger. That's a good point to pause. When we pause on this show, what we like to do is play you some ads for products and services. These are people who support the show, bring it to the world for free. I hope you check out what they have to say. And if what they have appeals to you, use the promo codes. It helps the show. We'll be right back with more phone call. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I love therapy. I'm a big advocate, as you guys know. Happy to spread word on Talkspace. It's a modern way to try out therapy for yourself. I like it. Can't imagine fitting anything else into your life sometimes, right? It's, it's tough. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is very easy. It's as easy as sending your therapist a message. You get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. You just chat about life. There's no extra commutes. You don't have to leave your office and nobody's ever going to judge you for it. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. You can improve your mental health. Remember, therapy is not just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's about practical, everyday strategies for stress management, for living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and helps you make positive changes. And the Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Use the code beautiful to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Oh, Casper. Casper, I sleep so well. I'm a well-rested, relaxed person because of the quality of the mattress you provide. I thank you, Casper, for making my sleep experience so good. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They got three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, the Essential. 
Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool. It regulates your body temperature throughout the night, and it's delivered right to your door in a small, how did they do that size box, with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. Genuinely fun to watch the Casper unfold itself coming out of this box. Very true. Best part, you can be sure your purchase. Casper's got the 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, look, you spend a third of your life sleeping. It's got to be comfortable. Casper respects that. You've heard me say it a few times already in the course of this ad. I love my Casper. I love taking it out of the box. love sleeping on it. My wife loves it. Never slept better. Really genuinely enjoy this mattress. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash beautiful. Use beautiful at checkout. That's casper.com slash beautiful. The offer code is beautiful. 50 bucks off your mattress purchase. You're going to love it. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again to all our sponsors. Now let's get back to the phone call. We're 20 minutes in. Let's start wrapping it up. Does the stalking get more intense or do you eventually woo him? It's, it kind of fizzles out. Mm-hmm. And then me and my abusive ex-boyfriend break up. He calls me over the phone and says, we shouldn't see each other anymore because that's the way you end a six-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And I say, you're right. Click. We never talk again. That's it. Oh, you did. So he tried to serve up an ace um, and you just slammed it back and you scored. You just said, well, you're right, hung I mean, up, and that was it? That's rad. Yeah, I was like, you're right. And then he tried to text me and I'd do a favor for him a few weeks later. And I was like, I'm not dating you anymore, and you're terrible. I'm not doing anything for you. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that was basically how that ended. That's and, good. That's you great. know, months went by, and I started thinking, like, I started realizing and reading up on, like, abusive relationships. And I was like, oh, I was dating a total sociopath. Um, going down a totally wrong path and like drugs and like just bad behavior. And I'm like that I really dodged a bullet and I, we never spoke again. Yeah, um, I write off a lot of people that were connected to him just because I don't want anything to do with any of them anymore. And my life is really great right now. That's so good. Great. <laughs> I've completely moved forward and like, I feel really good and really like mentally sound and <laughs> That's yeah. Great. So, um, yeah, so the way that I ended up continuing to stalk this kid and how we ended up together is that I was I worked in the music industry for my first big-time job. It was an internship that turned into a job, which is awesome. So once I was working there full-time, I got an intern for the summer. Ooh. And she was also from Staten Island. Uh, I was hoping so when she was, was like him. her and I, I was hoping he was your Oh, no, my God, I would have died. I would have left. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you would have left, so you would have waited in the parking was... lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I got it. an intern from Staten Island, and one day, and like I would be like, oh, you know what? I only knew like one kid from Staten Island. It was this kid at my school, not mentioning that I totally stalked him. And then one day, she like hit me up on like the computer, like our little Lisey's G chat, and she's like, hey, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. Can you give me some work to do? And I didn't have anything for her. So I linked her to his Twitter account, and I what? said, can you do some research on this guy? You had an intern research the guy you had a crush on? <laughs> You had yeah. an intern earning college credit, stalking your guy for you. Yeah. What? She loved it. She did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
this day, like she's the best person ever. I know because like now I work in the book publishing industry, and I know that's kind of where she wants to be too. So I text her all the time. I'm like, "Yo, I owe you one." No, what, <laughs> I'm like, what did you she ever want to like send your resume in? What did huh? this? Uh, what did this intern find out as she stalked <laughs> well, your she guy reported, on the company dime? She reported back to me, and she was like, his Twitter is really depressing. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. He seems really sad. And I was like, like, breakup sad? Because I knew he had been in a relationship with someone. And she's like, yeah, that's definitely the tone. And I was like, all right, what do I do? (laughs) I broke it all down for her, and she's like, you follow him. Duh. So I did. (laughs) You just roll with stalkers. Even your interns are stalkers. I owe her. I owe her my life. <laughs> wow. So she but encourages you to get back and... in the following. Oh, no. You mean follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I thought she was encouraging him, you to like, follow Twitter. him around. No. As he walked his dog no. and shopped in the supermarket. <laughs> no. But would you have if you knew where he shopped? Maybe. Would you have started shopping there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you follow but, him on Twitter. Um, Let's figure it out. Yeah, so I follow him on Twitter. He follows me back within, like, the same day, and we don't, like, say or any, anything or do anything. But, like, two weeks go by. We, I, like, I like some of his tweets, but he never likes mine. And I'm like, all right, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> and then one day I look, I go on Instagram, and he found my Instagram that's not linked to my Twitter, and he followed me on Instagram and started liking my photos. Man, social so media like, is oh, very important to young doing. people now. It's extremely important. I'm huh? not that young. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 23. You're so young. That's the youngest. I'm not that young. You're the youngest. You're 23 years old. What are you, like, only, like, 10 to 12 years older than me? 14 years older than you. All right, all right, all right. That's not that young. Oh, that was so North Jersey right there. All right, all right, all right. You sound like my mom. (laughs) You sound like Sally. All right, all right. Here's my mom. Here's my mom. I try to say something. I try to make fun of her a little bit. try to rib her a little bit. And Sally's just like... All right, I didn't realize you got so smart like that. All right, all right. You sound just like you got the North Jersey. Yeah, you're 23 years old. You're super I young. I listen to this episode. All right, all right, I guess. So, <laughs> so, so social media is everything. So social almost... media is how you track social interactions now. Like in, Everything. In oh, total. Yeah, of course. Wow. If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't be dating this person. So he follows you all. on Instagram and, that, and you're like, oh, he's interested. Yeah, well, I was like, I hope he's interested. <laughs> so I follow him back. We still don't talk. And then, like, I go out with some friends for a birthday, and I get really, really drunk. And, like, I had been having a rough summer because I just got out of this six-year relationship that was really bad. And, like, I was in my first full-time job and, like, super stressed out with work. And, like, also I was still in school, finishing my last semester. So, like, I, and I just moved into my own place for the first time. Like, I was just, like, experiencing all these new things. So, like, I got really super drunk. And I was coming home in the car with my roommate. And, like, I just remember, like, I don't know what happened. I was, like, super quiet. We were just chilling. You know, she was being a good friend, like, being like, you okay? Do you need water? Like, blah, blah, We're going home. Like, you're going to go to bed. And then, like, I threw my phone on the floor and screamed. And she's like, what did you do? I was like, I messaged him on Twitter. I don't know what came over me. Okay. And what did you say? And I just straight up was like, hey, can I have your number? Would that be weird? And he just gave it to me. Yeah. And then do you call him? What? No, I didn't call him. I texted him and he actually totally swerved me. And I'll say that he didn't to this day. But like I texted him and he's like, hey, this is like blah, blah, blah. Right. Sorry, I'm going to bed. (laughs) 
Well, he's probably being a gentleman at and that I was point. Like, well, yeah, he was like, I was trying to be nice. I didn't want to, like, end up texting you and then falling asleep. And I was like, no, you, like, I'll make the joke. I'm like, no, you want it. You avoided me. And he was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Big time to a little bit. But, um, so then a relationship blossoms. So, you like, get together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, we he texted me the next day. He actually helped me pick out my hamster because I decided to buy a hamster on a whim, and I sent him some pictures of some rodents I was thinking about. And to this day, like, I still have my hamster. Just He's pause. great. Just, His name hold is on. Pinkerton Just pause a after the just Weezer pause. album. Just pause a second because you talk fast, and I just need to process what you just said. Just he helped me pick out my hamster. Just give me a second. Just, he did. I know. Just let, let me have a second to just process because you're getting very energetic and I'm very old and I can't keep up. Helped you pick out your hamster because you had rodents. You had like a Pinterest board of rodents. Okay. Okay. You were saying, you were saying. Yeah. And then like he like straight up was like, hey, like, so I know you live in, like you obviously, if you go to this school, you probably live in New Jersey. Where do you live? So like when I decide to ask you on a date, how long of a commute is it going to be to get Smooth. to you? And I was like, I was like, damn, like, go ahead, get, get it right in there. Like, we didn't even like, like, and we just ended up like talking about music. And then for like a month, he didn't ask me out or anything. And I was like, what is this kid doing? Like, are we going to like get together? Or and then like, finally, I remember I was at work and I had just made plans with my boss to go do something the next night after work and like i literally like turned away from my boss after making those plans looked down at my phone he's like are you free tomorrow do you want to like go like do you want to go out and i was like and i was like i turned back to my boss i was like i'm canceling those plans nice. <laughs> i was like i have a date <laughs> we got together now, and how long like, into dating do you reveal to him that you used to stalk him about three months <laughs> how does he react he thought it was adorable, honestly. He didn't really, like, at that point, I could have told him anything, and he would have been like, it's fine. Because, like, we, from our first date onward, like, it's like, like, magic happened. We just knew that, like, oh, this is what it's always supposed to be. And, like, I found out that, like, he had just gotten out of, like, a physically abusive relationship with his ex-girlfriend. Like, she physically, emotionally, him? and she mentally. Huh? She was hitting him? Yeah, she would, like, wow. hit him and, like, throw stuff at him. And, like, he would tell me about how they would play wrestle. I say that with air quotes, but she would actually, like, physically beat him up and, like, choke him until he passed out. Wow. Wow. So and, like, uh -huh. she didn't have a job or, like, didn't have any. And she would just stay home all day. And then, like, he would and she would just make him buy her things and, like, take her out to places and, like, spend a bunch of money, and then she would say that he was a terrible boyfriend and, like, hit him and stuff. Yeah, okay, so everybody's in greener pastures now. And you're happy. How long you been dating? Yeah. And How long so you been dating? Um, about a year and a half. Nice. Uh, but it's just been, it's been great. And, like, I tell him all the time, we'll be just, like, sitting, hanging out, or, like, lying in bed, or, like, going to sleep at night. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I used to stalk you. <laughs> And now, like, we're together, and that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say there's probably I mean, a lot of there's probably a lot of stalkers listening to this right now, going like, "See, you see, like, say, there's probably like <laughs> stalkers like playing this for their parole officers, like, see." And I just want to say, right, that like, you on the phone, yeah. my friend, are first of all, that's very light stalking. That's also sort of how college people flirt. You maybe fell in a little deeper than most, but following, following each other on social media, 
10 minutes of uh, following. So it gets a little intense, a little weird, but not that weird. And also you're an outlier. Stalking doesn't usually work. So I don't want all the stuff because I think this show is actually very popular amongst, amongst stalkers from the demographic research we do. And I just want to say to all the stalkers, I, I appreciate your support in the stalking community, but that this is an outlier and it doesn't work and you shouldn't stalk. I want to go on record. I, Chris Gethard, want to go on record. Don't (laughs) stalk. Don't do it. Just be above board. No need to stalk. <laughs> don't, I don't know. Don't stalk. Don't do it. It worked for you, <laughs> and that's nice that it worked out. But in general, let's not Great. stalk. Let's not stalk. If I didn't stalk my boyfriend now, who knows where I'd be. Okay, so you're endorsing stalking. You're encouraging stalking as someone who it worked for. Well, I actually, I also have, like, another instance where stalking went terribly wrong on my part, but not really stalking, just, like, someone I kept running into, and then I kind of, like, like pursued them as a romantic interest, and it was a mess. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not really stalking. But then the guy ended up stalking me, which is where it went wrong. <laughs> now, do you, ever, do you ever stalk your current boyfriend now for old time's sake? To reminisce, do you ever like? No, because I'll end up like seeing like posts of his like abusive ex girlfriend, and just like seeing her makes me very angry. Right with the cyber. So stalking. I don't. Yeah. I don't try to do that. Yeah, but do you ever like if he's leaving for work because... in the morning, you crouch behind the bushes and watch? <laughs> no, but I just when we're together, I just like sometimes I just sit back and watch him for old time's sake. I tell him that too. <laughs> like if we're out in public or like at a mall or something and we lose sight of each other and then like I'll see him in the distance, I'll just stay back and pretend like it's good old times. So the answer is yes, you do stalk him for old time's sake. Yeah, sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even kidding. Yeah, no, I didn't think you were. Yeah. I didn't get the sense at all that you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out. And I'm very glad. That Thank you. I'm, I'm very, glad it worked out too. Yeah, and I'm very glad. All jokes aside, I'm very glad both you and he got out of those uh, darker relationships. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Like very glad. I shudder to think what my life would have been, would be if I was still with that person. Yeah, and you know, you were. Uh, you said you told us you were 23, and you said that was for six years. So this was clearly when you were in high school. You were with this guy. I got to say, yeah, few things scarier uh, than watching a young like a young a young guy blossom into a sinister man. That's a scary thing to see. Yeah, definitely sinister is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Just very uh once he kind of understood what a sociopath was, he would go around saying he was one and at mm-hmm. the time like being in a relationship with him would be like, no, it's not that's not you and then like his friends would be like, No, he totally he's a completely full-blown sociopath and they're like i don't get what you're talking about and then like after we broke up i was like oh (laughs) yeah then he'd gaslight you for six days that's totally accurate he'd gaslight you for days i'm glad it worked out and you said you and this new guy are talking about getting married yeah we talk about it all the time we've been honestly talking about it since like we first started dating that's we were just so crazy about each other from like the first date onward and uh you're 23 he's 22 yeah. Wow. That's awful young these days. But I, we definitely want to spend the rest of our lives together. Uh, the only thing, he's, like, we, we, don't, we don't even live together yet now, but we're with each other all the time. But we're hoping to move by April-ish. And, uh, yeah, try that first. Yeah, I'm looking forward to try. seeing him every day. That's and, nice. Uh, you know, I hope living that. a life together. 
I hope it works. I hope it works. Yeah. It will. I'm confident. Yeah, I mean, first, you'll live with him, though. And having been a 22-year-old man, living with a 22-year-old man is not going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be disgusting. It'll be okay. When I was 22, I lived in a house uh, where there were none of us cleaned. There were eight of us. None of us ever wanted to clean. And there were mushrooms growing in our shower. And none of us picked the mushrooms. We just showered with the mushrooms. That is despicable. Yeah, yeah. It was foul. Disgusting. Absolutely foul. Mushrooms. Not one of us picked the mushrooms. Got the mushrooms out of there. It's disgusting. That's really gross. Yeah, I don't know why we lived like that. We lived like absolute... Absolute... The past is the past. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think so. Don't get too hung up on it, Chris. I'd like to think so. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I mean, we heard your story of successful stalking. Again, I don't endorse or encourage stalking. <laughs> it was a very light stalk. We should say, I think you're using the phrase stalking, and uh, there's some there's <laughs> some playfulness about that. This is not... You're not a... Yes. You're not like stealing his mom's clothes and wearing them and stuff like that. Sometimes stalking becomes a real no, definitely not. psychological <laughs> criminal issue. You never took it that far. You just had a big crush on this guy and you, uh, I mean, you put Very an intern big. to work. That's a little much. Putting an intern on the case is a bit much. <laughs> but what can you do? I don't think it's much. I think it was a good use of her time. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Sorry, I had to get up to grab a bottle of water that I saw sitting there across the table. Yeah, you gotta stay hydrated. You have to. It's one of the main things I tell people. People ask me for advice in life. One of the main things I always say, stay yeah, hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yeah. We underestimate it. And you know, a lot of times when you feel hungry, it turns out you're actually thirsty. That's scientific fact. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm you, telling everyone to stay hydrated all the time. To. Well, we're right on the same page about that. You gotta stay hydrated. You yeah. have to stay hydrated. And, you know, a lot of medical things, a lot of headaches, migraines, even some stomach issues. You drink water, it tends to clear things up a little sooner. Exactly. Water's the best. It is is magic. Well, look, we're both North Jersey people, known for our love of water in North Jersey. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we got 22 minutes left, my friend. 22 minutes. Wow. That's a lot of time. That's more time than I thought. It is, because I tell you, huh. you were talking real fast. You said the you well, said enough you... words that we should only have about 15 minutes left, but you packed them in. I've, I've been told I talk very fast. You're a fast talker. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you to brace yourself because I say this with love. A lot of people on the internet forget that when they're leaving comments about this podcast, they're leaving comments about human beings, and I can guarantee there's going to be people who are like, oh, she talked too fast. She was just talking so fast. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Well. Just get ready for that. Well, I, I know that I talk fast. And I also know that some people are going to point out that I have a slight lisp, as people do. So you that's do? totally cool. I'm I ready didn't for it. That. Yeah. Some people, some people notice it right away. Some people never notice it. I have a best friend that I've known since I was six. She said, like, I never hear it. And then I've had people where, like, my first few words out of my mouth to them, they just come back at me and they're like, you have a lisp. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> no. I haven't heard any lisp. Jared shook his head no as well. Harry, have you sensed any lisp? Well, no, Harry hasn't sensed a lisp either. You're, you're, uh, you're batting three for three in the Earwolf studio. 
Well, that's awesome. Your wolf that in New makes York. me feel better. I haven't heard a lot of people mention it in like since I was old, like since I've been in college. But yeah. when I was younger, I guess it probably was more prominent. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with. Let me just yeah. also say, nothing wrong with having a lisp. I know a lot of people with lisps. Yeah, definitely not. Great that's character. Yeah. Look at this. A young romance blossomed over social media. Got you out of a dangerous yeah. situation. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in another dangerous situation before, but that was blew over quick. Like, after my ex-boyfriend, before getting together with my current boyfriend. You dated another crazy person? Oh, 100% completely out of their mind. Crazy. 100% out of his mind crazy? That sounds like a story anyone would want to hear, and that anyone would listen to a number of ads in order to get to. We've got our sponsors coming up. Check out what they got. There's a lot of promo codes in there. You get good discounts on stuff. We'll be back after this with more phone call. Sonos has changed the game in my household. It's the best. Not going to lie to you guys. They gave me one as a, uh, okay, check this out type thing. And guess what I did? I went and spent my own money to fill out my system because it's a really great product and you can't get a higher endorsement than that, can you? I love it. I love it. It changes the way you listen to things in your home. When I first got this thing going, I was amazed at a couple of things. First of all, the quality of the sound, it's great. The ease of setting it up, even a dummy like me, I couldn't mess it up. They, you just The app gives you a walkthrough with each individual speaker. Couldn't be any easier. So simple. Plus, Sonos One right now, you control that thing with your voice. Let's say you're in the bathroom. You got the shower. You got the volume all the way up. Hey, hey, Sonos One, I'm going to just say out loud, I'm, I'm moving into my bedroom now. Turn it off in the bedroom. Bathroom, turn it on in the bedroom. It switches right. It's cool. It's the coolest thing. It blends great sound with Amazon Alexa. You want to, you can use, while you're cooking, while you're doing other stuff, just tell Alexa to turn the volume up or down. Tell, tell her to do it. She helps you out, okay? You can request a lullaby when you're tucking in the kids. All sorts of things that you can do with your Sonos speakers and your Sonos One. It's awesome. Sonos One is backed by a pair of Class D amplifiers and custom-built drivers. So if you're a big fan of drivers, they got the custom-built ones in here. Check them out. Sonos is offering the listeners of beautiful stories from anonymous people 10% off one order, 2500 bucks or less for any product on Sonos.com. This is a great, great offer. You don't find so many offers for Sonos, and it means the world to me that they're offering one to our listeners because I think you guys will really enjoy it. This offer is available for a limited time only. Can't be combined with other discounts or promotions. You use the promo code STORIES10. That's capital letters, S-T-O-R-I-E-S-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Thanks again to everybody who advertises on the show and helps me bring it to the world for free. Now, let's get back to the phone call. A hundred percent completely out of their mind. Crazy. <laughs> really? In what way? Um, so I guess like I can just start from the beginning. Uh, Starbucks barista thought he was cute. Gave him my number. Uh, we start texting. He's like 35 years old. <laughs> and I was Don't like, Don't say oh, it with that tone, please. Please do not he say was it with 35 that. 35 years old. You think about it. Okay, I'm not even 22 yet. <laughs> you said that you just went, he was 35 years old. 37. Well, because I wasn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even 21 yet, so I was like, I don't think I, I want to date someone that much older than me. Yeah, that's what I was fair. implying. That's fair. I was like, well, you're a lot older than that, because he looked really young, but I didn't know, like, 
any better. Um, so I was like, okay, well, like, I, I'm single for the first time in, like, six years. So I was like, oh, let's talk to this guy, see work of, you know, we can be friends or whatever. So uh, we text, and uh, I find him on Facebook, and we have two mutual friends, and it's people that I went to high school with. So I kind of, I messaged one of them to kind of get, like, a scoop on who this person is. I was like, hey, you know so-and-so? And they're like, yeah, I'm really good friends with his wife. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> game changer. <laughs> and like, so game. I, like, I was really upfront because I was out trying to get played by some other jerk again in my life. And um, so I texted him and he was, and I was like, so you have a wife? And he was like, oh yeah, like totally cool about it. I was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. And so he started like texting me like paragraphs on paragraphs about how him and his wife are in an open relationship and in like an open mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. And like being in a once failed relationship, I remember that at one point me and my ex-boyfriend kind of like did the open thing thinking like, oh, we could see other people, but still stay together. Perfect thing. And it was awful. So I was like, maybe that's what they're doing. Um, I was like, whatever. So like, I kept talking to this guy just to have someone to kind of talk to. And he became absolutely obsessed with me, like nonstop mm -hmm. texting me, mm -hmm. calling me all the time, mm -hmm. um, just like being completely obsessed with me. And like, I was not into it. Like he would call me and I wouldn't answer. And then I'd be like, don't call me. And then he would call me again. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm not into it. And like, at the time I was moving into my apartment, which actually happened to be in the next town over from where he lived. And he like offered to help me move. Like, all this stuff. Like, he was, like, trying to get in on my space. <laughs> yeah. And by my and space, like, you mean... you have a wife. ...your personal space, not the outdated social yeah. media network that I assume you were yeah, too no, young to ever be a member of. Yeah, not on my space. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I was on Friendster. But, like, he was obsessed with me, so, like, this went on for, like, two or three I weeks. Was on and his phone broke, and he, like, messaged me on Facebook, and we hadn't been friends on Facebook... Yeah. But he found my Facebook, he messaged me, and was like, hey, my phone broke, I'm going to miss you so much, but, like, we still have plans for, like, Thursday, and I was like, sure, whatever, like, because he was going to come, I had just moved into my apartment that week, and he was like, oh, I'll come over and, like, help you unpack, and blah, blah, and I was like, yeah, that's fine, and we had only met up with each other once for, like, five minutes at this point, and we, like, kissed, and that was it, and they left, and I was like, this guy's a total weirdo, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he didn't have a phone. So later in the day, I messaged him back on Facebook Messenger, and I got a message back right away that was like, this is so-and-so's wife. Who are you? Yeah, that's And I good. was like, that's uh... <laughs> and like, I totally came clean because like, I was not gonna about to be like, you know, the other woman when I dealt with that so much in my last relationship. I told her everything he's told me. I sent her screenshots of the things of him talking about like how his him and his wife have all these rules and how they're and like him talking about other women he's dated that his wife knows about apparently. Like all this stuff. And like I crushed this poor woman's soul. Mm. Like completely destroyed her world. That sucks. Like she was so upset and was like thanking me and like being really nice and like caring and being like like thanks for being like looking out for another girl and blah 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 like i've been with him since i like since we were 15 wow. and like he's done this before but i thought we were passive and i was just like man that really sucks and um so that happened so and then like you, a few uh... days later i got a mess oh yeah well, you got a mess about what hmm? 
few days later, he got a message. Got a message from her Facebook account, uh, account, and she was like, "He tried to kill himself when I approached him about you. I hope you're happy." Damn, that's not your fault. And here I am, like it's finals week at school. I'm still living in a dorm. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so let me ask you. And so let me ask you. Hold on. Yeah. Take a breath. Me and you, deep breath together. Ready? <sighs> when you're uh, out, outside of the dating, outside of the dating world, what do I need to know about you? Because I got 15 minutes left, and I don't want to just only know you through the prism of these men. I want to know you for you. Um, uh, what about me? So I am, I, I love books. I work in the book publishing industry now. Used to work in the music industry. Absolutely uh-huh. hated it. Why? Um, what did you hate so much the, the, about it? Just really fake people, pretentious, uh, not like actual hardworking people, people who just want to take credit for other people's work. Book um, industry. Just like, and everyone. Book industry, not a business model built to last. What is it that you love so much about it? I love it. I love the people. They're all just kind of like nerdy and they just want to like, and it's kind of more of a community than it feels like when I'm at work, I feel like I'm hanging out with people that have similar interests than me and like similar goals. And it's like, everyone's working together for like one achievement because like we all love the same stuff. Like we're there because we love it. We're not there for the bragging rights. A lot of the time. You're just Where praying to get the next JK Rowling. About it. Praying to get the next JK Rowling. Huh? I feel from my understanding. Exactly. Here's the thing. Cause I've written two books now and I just wrote the first draft of a third book. And I was shocked to learn that mm-hmm. apparently something like 85% of books lose money and all the publishing houses then just pray that they get the next Stephen King or the next J.K. Rowling. And that's the business model. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like you bet on a thousand horses and then if you get George R. R. Martin, maybe he can keep the company alive and support everybody. Uh, yes and no, because uh, it's weird because I was in academic book publishing first before I went to like more mainstream mm-hmm. book publishing. Now I work in young adult now uh, oh, that's and right. academic publishing makes young adult look like it's a million, like a billion dollar industry because <laughs> there's no money in academic publishing. <laughs> and then you go and like, I would see such minuscule numbers and like, you know, um, no sales over a few months and just like I being like this can't be what books how many books are sold like that's that's preposterous and then now that I'm in uh working in like fiction and like working for like a bigger publishing company I see some of the numbers we do before a book even comes out and I see the kind of money that some of these like advances that these authors are getting and I'm like all right they're doing well yeah I mean no complaints about that Authors are taken yeah. care of. It's just, it's just uh, it's like it's like gambling. It's like the companies are gambling yeah, on the it's authors. It's definitely gambling. It's really yeah, people would be shocked. It's, such a, it's a strenuous process just to get like your book like bought too. Like we get submissions. Like the editors that I work with get submissions all day, every day from literary agents, and they pass them on to me to kind of like give them a once over and kind of give it like the uh-huh. yes or no. And I'll read some of these submissions, and I'm like, how did this person even get a literary agent to pick this up? And then I see some submissions that are really good but never get sold because some places are just like, oh, this is really good, but it's not what I'm looking for right now. Well, like an editor I, will just be like, eh, it's not what I I'm have experience right with now. people like you then because I know my first book was part of a series, Weird New York. My second book, I pitched it around, and what would happen with me very consistently was I'd send it to publishing houses 
and someone in the 23 to 25-year-old range whose job was to read them as they came in would be yep. like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and this guy, he's doing all this UCB stuff, and that's a hip place. And he's like, all the people he works with are these like people on hip shows. And then the senior editors would be like, fuck that. And then... Yeah, exactly. The young people were always very excited about it. Yeah, they'll even admit that that it's something that they really like, but they're like, it's just not what I'm looking for right now. Or like, I don't have the time to devote to some, like a project of this. Or like, they'll even, you know, they'll be honest with themselves. They'll be like, this deserves something better than what I can give it. And they're Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to pass because someone at a better company will be able to pick it up if I don't. Yeah, I just went through it. Just had a bunch of pitches earlier this year. A whole bunch of the publishing houses. It was cool. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, uh, you know, I come home. I originally went to school for graphic design. So I do a lot of graphic design and like web design and um, just like art when I'm home. And uh, not much of a TV watcher, but I try to watch the Chris Gethard show. But I don't have Thank cable. You for that. So I FaceTime with uh, my boyfriend and he puts the computer up to his TV. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You don't have cable. Let's make sure. Can we make sure that the executives at True TV hear this, that this is how my fans are consuming my product? While the numbers are dreadfully low, while the ratings are dreadfully low, you can almost double them because a lot of people are watching via FaceTime as someone else actually watches. True TV. Let's make sure that the True TV executives hear that, that people watch. Like if we went on Hulu right after, I would watch it all the time. (laughs) This is my life. So I pay my mortgage. <laughs> Thank you for watching, though. That's awfully nice. Of course. No, I love it. It's great. That's super nice. I'm glad you like it. Um, but yeah, that's not much, that much else to me, unfortunately. I don't know. Um, I kind of just try to live and be happy. I cook a lot. I bake a lot. What are your, um, uh, for, what are your forte dishes? When you're cooking. Um, well, I, over the last weekend, I made cheesecake for like the first time. Ooh. And I added like chocolate on top with like raspberries. And I made it all from, from scratch, the crust and everything. And like, it was the best, one of the best things I've ever eaten in general. And it's not just me saying it, like it was delicious. That's and I great. made two of them. So it was just like a never ending flow of having it around. And I actually was eating the last piece talking to my roommate when I got through to this and I almost choked and I like screamed. I'm like, Oh my God, I got through. (laughs) It was choked to death on cheesecake 52 minutes ago. Yeah. I was like, I I was talking to my roommate and I was like, man, like if I could get through to this show, like I feel like my life would just be complete. And then I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not going to get through. It's just going to keep telling me like, you're busy and my phone turning off. And I'm like, and I'm eating the last piece of cheesecake. Like this is terrible. And then, like, it went through, and I literally, like, choked. <laughs> I'm glad your life is complete now. You got through. Your life's complete. It is. You wrapped it all up at the age of 23. That's great. Now you can just I'm coast. Done. You can just coast for now the next 60 just... years. Exactly. I feel like I've been... I live that long. I will say this. Can I just say, <clears throat> to put it on the record, I feel like I've been messing around with you a little bit, and listeners are going to say I'm being mean, but I'd like to think that you and I have found a, a, a trust and playfulness that I'm enjoying. Same, you know, we got that whole uh, New Jersey thing going, so yeah. I, we vibe. You said North Jersey, too. I bet we grew up not too far from each other. Uh, we Like, from where I'm living right now is not too far from, like, all the places you talk about, but I grew up way far. Like, I'm talking North, North Jersey. Like Sussex? We talking Sussex County? 
Yeah. Look at that. You were impressed. What are we talking? Wantage? People actually live there. Wantage. I'm like, I was, I was like right next to Wantage. Yeah, the Wantage totem pole. Remember the totem pole? Yeah, Wantage. right around there. Like the only, you'll know as soon as I say, but the only thing we're famous for is an amusement park. The land of make-believe. No, that's not in Sussex. Where the hell is that? That's out near that's Alamuki. In County. Alamuki. Alamuki. I never knew how to pronounce it. You've mentioned it before. Alamuki. Shades of Death Row. Wait, your fa- Oh, Action Park. Yes. My favorite <laughs> fucking place of all time. Sorry, I Sally. Five minutes from there. Oh man! If anybody doesn't know, I look it up. I walk there. Look it up. Action Park, <laughs> a haven of injuries and death throughout the eighties and nineties. <laughs> One of my favorite places. And yeah. I'll say this. Action Park's become legendary. I'm more responsible for that than any human being on Earth because I wrote about it for Weird I New agree. Jersey. The Wikipedia entries based all on my Weird New Jersey article, and then I was in a documentary about it. I've done my yeah, part as I a North Jersey citizen. Action Park. So did you? But you're too young. You probably never went there when it was Action Park. It was Mountain no. Creek. Yeah, I only went there when it was Mountain Creek. But, like, it was basically the same with it's, some of the more dangerous stuff, like, closed off but like just walking around that place the way the terrain is like i would like trip all the time fall stub my toes scrape my like elbows i almost got like really hurt doing like the yeah yeah and it's all like crooked and it's terrible and like i did the like they they really don't check height requirements because all the lifeguards there are like the local team yeah they're 14 so like i I definitely did I did some like uh, some rides that probably were way too dangerous for someone who was like 10, 11 years old and yeah. probably like almost drowned a few times. It's still <laughs> messed up. I went there for my bachelor party. They briefly changed the name back to Action Park and I went twice. Yeah. And it's still pretty cracked. Up. I will say you mentioned that just walking around there, it's a lot of cracked asphalt to trip over. It's a well-known thing. My friend Mike D pointed this out. You got to wear aqua shoes at Action Park or else you wind up with yeah. uh, a disease known as uh, chopped meat feet. Or you get the chopped meat Literally, feet. Literally, that's exactly what it looked like. You can't get it. You got to watch that out in this world terrible. for the chopped meat feet. You can't. Yeah. You can't mess around. That place is awful, though. I'll, I'll never go back. My parents still live there, and I rarely visit them. Oh, I so. would go back. I'll go, I would go back every summer. I hate that town. I hate it so badly. I never want to go back there. What? Great Gorge, Vernon Valley? Ugh, no. Beautiful. It's pretty, but everything else, everyone in it, it's not so pretty. Yeah. That's okay. A lot uh, of Trump supporters up there. Yeah, people don't know Jersey. It's very divided. Weird. Yeah. So four, we got four and a half minutes left. So All right. A book well, reading, um, cheesecake bacon, uh, yeah. boy crazed <laughs> stalking, son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. But um, we got sidetracked, but... It, all in all, that married dude, um, after he got out of the mental hospital, he started stalking out around my house, and I called the police, and they told me unless he was trying to break into my house, they couldn't do anything for me. Whoa. So that's how so that ended. So he stalked you. He stalked yeah. you for real. Yeah, he stalked, like, I was walking down the street at night, and he appeared kind of, like, out of the bushes, and was like, I just want to talk, and I, like, ran home screaming. Whoa. That's real stalking. And then, like... Yeah, and then, like, the next two weeks, he would be, like, kind of, like, pacing out around, like, my neighborhood. Like, one time he was, like, playing guitar on, like, my street corner, like, shirtless in the middle of the day. And <laughs> that's when I called the police, but they didn't want to do anything. Yeah. And and what, did that just did that just burn out over time? He just stopped showing up? 
Basically, I told his, I messaged his wife on Facebook, and I guess she got a hold of him because they're still together. Whoa. That's nuts. Yeah, she didn't divorce him. <laughs> That's nuts. And the worst part is, is that she owns my favorite bakery. I can never go in there ever God again. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's the worst part. God damn it. This bakery catered my high school graduation, and I can never go in there again. Where are you going to get cannolis? No, I hate Italian pastry. It's a vegan cupcake shop. What? <laughs> you hate Italian pastries? You out of your mind? Cannolis are delicious. Them. They all taste the same. Cannolis no, are disgusting. delicious. <laughs> no. Yes. I'm not going to sit here and have cannolis no. besmirched on my podcast. <laughs> they got the shells and the They're filling. Okay. They're great. Maybe put some chocolate chips in there, too. They're great. But those Italian cookies that all taste like like melted plastic? No. <laughs> Some of them, but then you get the pignole. That's a good tick. No. You know no. the ones I mean with the, <laughs> what, what kind of nut is that on there they put on there? The almonds? It's almonds Isn't in it? There? Yeah, almonds. No, I hate those. You hate the pignole? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're not a good North Jersey Italian. You got to embrace Italian know, food. But... You live in New Jersey. People know, I got together with my wife. And she didn't know about some of the slang terms of New Jersey that I bet you know. Like, we don't call, there's a certain type of ham that some people call capicola. We don't call it that. Oh, yeah. No, of course. What do we call it? Gabagool. You gotta call it gabagool. She calls mozzarella mozzarella. We don't call it mozzarella. No. What do we call it? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. And there's, what's the other big one? What's the other big one that I always forget? Those I have no idea. Ones. Mozzarella, gabagool. I've learned so many new ones from my Italian boyfriend from Staten Island that I would have never known either. So it's, it, it just depends on where you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I remember what it is. We don't call it ricotta cheese. You call it ragotta. 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 You say it with a G. Yeah, it's got the ragotta. Anyway, we got a minute left. And clearly you and I have run out of things to talk about. (laughs) Right. Well, wait, did you go see Shell Shag this weekend? I did not see Shell Shag this weekend. I was visiting my parents in Florida. How was Shell Shag, one of the great bands of this world? I didn't go see them, but my my friends are like, if we go, I bet Chris Gethard will be there. (laughs) People think I see every Shell Shag show? That's impossible. They play four times a week. (laughs) Well, Shell Shag's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to see Shell Shag live, though, they put on an amazing show. It's just two of them, and they sing over a lit up pyramid shaped amp. And they're the guys who, uh, Jen and John from Shell Shag, make all the music from this show that you hear Shell Shag, and they're the best. You should go see them live. I would love to. They were playing with Matt the Band, who I haven't seen since I was like 13 years old. So I was yeah, hoping to go, but I bill. didn't. That's a hell of a bill. 20 seconds left. All right. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's fair. My hamster is named after a Weezer album. Is that a good way to end it? Pinkerton? Yeah. Nailed that. Thanks again to our caller. Of course it was Pinkerton. That's a great name for a hamster. It's a great name. You're not going to name the hamster Maladroit. Something like that. You're not going to name the hamster the Red Album. Caller, I'm glad things worked out. I'm glad you got away from that abusive one. I'm glad that you're with a guy right now who uh, feels like a good match, takes good care of you. That's very cool. 
glad you're eating cheesecake. I'm glad you're doing what you love. And it was so nice to talk to you. Thank you for supporting my work. Thank you for calling. Thank you to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn for helping me build this show. Thanks to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson in the booth, really uh, guiding the ship behind the scenes. Thanks to Shell Shag, who we mentioned during the show. They write great music. They put on great shows. Support Shell Shag. Want to know about me? Any dates I got coming up? ChrisGeth.com. You want to support the show? You rate, you review, you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Anyway, I'm done shilling. I enjoyed the talk. And I'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Sonos One, such a game changer. The Sonos speakers in general, you get them for your house, you get the the one that goes under your TV, you get the subwoofer, great, great speakers. Sonos One, game changer, links up with Amazon Alexa. Couldn't believe it. You control all your sound with your voice from anywhere in your house. It's nuts and I love it. It's the best. Listen to all my music on my Sonos now. I bother my neighbors. I crank it up and I got one in the bathroom. I just shout along to Jawbreaker. I'm taking a shower. I say, Alexa, turn it up. I'm in the shower. I need it louder. Let me know. Sonos One blends great sound with Amazon Alexa, the easy-to-use voice service for hands-free control of your music and more. Use your voice to play songs while you cook or you're in the shower like me. You can even manage smart devices all using a single Sonos speaker. Now for a limited time, Sonos is offering the listeners a beautiful anonymous 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product at Sonos.com. Just use the promo code STORIES10, capital letters, S-T-O-R-I-E-S-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous... I can hear you. Your, your minute has started. You get to tell oh, me about. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I'm calling from Finland. Oh, so, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the show. Anyway, uh, I have a little bit silly New Year's resolution. Um, I'm gonna play more tuba. I have been playing tuba since I was <laughs> nine years old, but <laughs> past five years I haven't been doing it much. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up again next year. That's Uh, incredible. (laughs) Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hey, Matt Belknap, the New Year's right around the corner. That's so true, Jimmy. And what better way to bring in the New Year but by trying out a new podcast. Never Never not funny. Yeah. Now, we're not a new podcast, but maybe it's new to you. We might be the oldest podcast on your wolf. Never not funny's been around, like you say, almost 12 years now. Yep. And uh, some people are still not on board, which I find ridiculous. (laughs) If you like people like Paul F. Tompkins, Scott Ackerman, Tig Notaro... Uh, I don't know. Andy Daly. Yeah, Andy Daly. Conan O'Brien has been known to stop by. Yeah, we've we've we ha- we have all the people you love on. Zach Galifianakis occasionally makes his face known. He's on playing games. You know, I think if you are a little daunted by the two-hour runtime of Never Not Funny, check out Playing Games. It's a little half-hour game show version of what we do on Never Not Funny. It's a right. sort of more structured version of it. Give that a try if you like it. Maybe jump on over to Never Not Funny. Or you know what? Just go deep dive. Put yeah. the put the wetsuit on and jump into the two hours of fun. That is never not funny. Never not funny and playing games. A better way to laugh. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.com